Hello, 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 friends. Welcome to another episode of Raven's... <laughs> Riesling and Raven, not Raven's Drag Race. <laughs> Riesling and Raven review of episode two of season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. So, at this current point in time, they have finally announced... Um, before we get into the review, but, um, they have finally announced Canada's Drag Race auditions. They are finally open and underway. Um, a lot of, I've heard a lot of talk about Queen's not, um, auditioning or thinking about not auditioning just because this past year took such a hit in the drag industry and in our community and whatnot and i kind of agree um especially with like not performing live anymore and with um a lot of like queens who create garments and make outfits for other queens it's it would have been very difficult to do a lot of construction and whatnot without being able to see the queen get the measurements um and do like fittings and whatnot and i can just kind of i can kind of agree that like this past year was kind of shit for the drag community as a whole. But, I mean, for me, I actually feel like the past year gave me the time to up the ante and increase my, like, wardrobe and whatnot. I haven't been able to do much performing and such, but, I mean, if you're a performer you can take a break from performing and go back to it and not miss a beat. So that's that. But yeah, there's a lot of discussion that some queens and whatnot won't be auditioning just because this past year took such a toll on everything and all of us. And I kind of agree. Um, But yeah, so season two of Drag Race um, starts with we join we're joining the top six queens who won their lip syncs and whatnot and throughout the whole episode we actually don't see the girls who lost and whatnot Um, but we also see the vote that the girls who went home first we see the vote of they have to send one of the girls packing and there's seven of them and it was let me think it was elliot with two t's rose um tamisha aman uh kamora hall denali joey J, and utica and yeah, we don't see the girls after after they do their vote. We don't see them the rest of the episode. So they go, they do their vote, they do the lipstick voting. So they have to pick a lipstick of the girl that they're uh, eliminating, put it in the box, and then the votes are tallied. The first time they do the vote, there's a tie between Utica and Elliot. And I think the top, like assumption from the first impressions were I think the girls didn't see Elliot 
at the same caliber because she wore um, red pants with a red, t- a matching red tube top and a jacket. And I feel like the girls didn't see her at the same level as them. But at the same time, I don't mean to call her out, but Rosé only wore a pink bodysuit and a leather jacket. So I don't see why she wasn't also in the running at the same time. Also, I feel like they voted for Utica because they, she, Utica kind of comes from another, Utica kind of comes out of left field. And I feel like the girls also, it's just, it's all, it's all first impressions. So it, a lot of it was, um, like you just didn't, I feel like they just didn't understand where she was coming from. So that was kind of a hindrance. So after they got down to those two, then the rest of the girls all had to vote between those two. And apparently it was a unanimous vote to eliminate Elliot with two T's. So from the girls, they all voted Elliot to go home, which is absolutely destroying and super shitty to show up, be ready to do this, and then literally not even be there like a day and be sent home already. Like you don't even get to make it to the next day and all the girls get this have to send all the girls send her home. Like that's really shitty. So they all vote Elliot home and then we go to the next day and we are joined by the six girls who won their lip sync. So the cast is split in two and the six girls show up and Rue's like, so everyone who's on here is already a winner. Everybody who comes on the drag race is automatically a winner and even if you're a loser, you're still a winner. Because Victoria Rose Porkchop Parker, even though she was the first queen ever in the franchise to go home, she made it work for her and she um, still is working and is super freaking popular and famous, even though she was the first one to go home. So even if you don't win the competition you're all still winners and she brings out Elliot to join the six girls and I was so excited because Elliot was in my tops because I just love her energy and out of drag she's adorable um but yeah so she yeah I think Elliot was in my like top six or um my top five out of drag she's really adorable but she joins this top six girls and the other girls are like uh why is she here she was eliminated and especially tina because tina's like i just sent your ass packing why are you now joining us when i beat you so tina's taking it i think the most not personal but like tina's the most confused as to why she's here so they have their first challenge which is a mini maxi challenge it's basically a runway two looks and kind of like how they did it in season seven i believe the fall the spring on the runway and fall on the runway they're doing daytime ladylike look and then nighttime dark lady slutty fantasy um 
so the first runway, my thoughts on the outfits and whatnot. So the first one to run to walk down is Gotmek in this, I believe it's latex. Um, it's very like sculptural and it's of a rainbow with a blue sky and she has a little foam cutout of a sun and it's adorable. I love it. And she's wearing a normal face. She's not doing her white face and I love it. Candy Muse comes out in this red flowy kind of like sheer chiffon dress with this Elizabethan hair. Not sure how it translates to daytime lady, but I do like the look. I'm just not sure how it fits. Lalaurie, I love the hair. I think my hair is the favorite part of the hair is definitely my favorite part of the outfit and the look i love those box braids on her but the dress was nothing for me to gag over olivia lux comes out in this like cute 60s mod cocktail dress with ostrich feather trim and this red hair it's cute um it's i i like the pattern on the fabric it is cute Next, we have Simone. Um, it is a cute outfit. I do like the jacket construction and the fabric choice. It is colorful. Daytime lady. What kind of lady this is? I'm not too sure, but it's cute. Tina Burner in her classic orange and red fiery color combo. Uh, the fabric choice, stunning. I love it. The length is great. It is cute. I love the skirt. It's adorable. Then we have Elliot in this gorgeous Parisian. I wish the dress was a little bit longer, but she has like this cute beret, this foxtail fur, a belt cinched in her waist. She just looks stunning and definitely daytime French lady. It was super cute. Then we move over to the nighttime runway. Got Mick first in this gorgeous dark lady, one shoulder, one titty out long floor-length black velour dress absolutely gorgeous of uh, another love fave for me and then we have candy muse in this devil red latex bodysuit with a hole in the back michelle was like is that hole for something but it was it was cute i mean i again it's devil so I'm not sure how I got Dark Lady. But then we get... I'm going to pause this. Then we have um, Lala Ree in this black leather pleather latex like romper with a peplum skirt and the um, open chest for the cleavage to come out. It's like a massive keyhole. Um, no sleeves, but the sleeves are part of the under garment under the latex dress romper which is like it almost looks like wiring but it's also like a very large fishnet but it's loose and it's cute she's definitely um i do like the look i do like lala Ree's nighttime look the hair is cute the hair is laid um after Lalaurie, we have Olivia Lux. Um, dark Lady, meh. Sexy Scandalous, meh. It's more pretty for me. When I saw this, my first initial reaction was, it's pretty, but 
it's just pretty. Like I saw, I heard nighttime dark lady slutty realness and I was like, okay, dominatrix, vamp vampire-like, very like, just more slutty, sexy, and not as pretty as she went with it. So Olivia was like a meh for me. It was just a little too pretty and she's got her tiny purse. Now, Simone, I was confused to high hell about. Um, it looks like she had some dirty fabric and made it into a dress, but then her chest looked really... I was so... Per, I was so perplexed and confused, and I was just... What is with the chest? It almost looks like she was, like, burned... And this is the skin, and this is like the flesh underneath the burnt skin. And I'm just like, why was this a choice? Now the hair, I love the hair. But if she were to wear black, I would have been so much more in love with it. After her, we have Tina Burner and another latex. There's a lot of latex going on in her classic red, orange, and yellow with a thigh-high boot. And this hair is is cute. Again, a lot of red hair. And this is a long-ass braided ponytail with a bang. Um, gorgeous hair. Love the hair. I love the construction of the outfit. I'm just very... I know her name is Tina Burner, and I know she has a brand, and I'm always about sticking to a brand and just adjusting your brand to fit whatever the challenge is. But I don't get Dark Lady from this. I just get sex. But it is in the Tina, Tina Burner brand. And the construction and everything else was executed great. Now, Elliot's outfit is by far my favorite it is victorian gothic vampire lady it is exactly what i was envisioning and wanting from nighttime dark lady slutty realness in a victorian age this is everything that i love now a friend of mine messaged me about this look because i posted it on instagram being my favorite and she was like girl no the hairline this that and the other thing and i'm like she's wearing a hat you can't see the hairline like the only hairline you can see is on the side and like you can't like it's on t like how you can't see it like you can see the hairline but it's not up it, like we're not zoomed in enough to actually see it so like girl if you listen to my podcast i'm calling you out I don't know what you're talking about, like, with the hairline, but this is a massive fucking serve for me, and this would have been my winner. I don't give a shit. Her first outfit was adorable, and her second outfit is everything, so sorry, not sorry. And Gotmix, Gotmix was certainly, like, my favorite. Her nighttime is great. And her daytime was adorable. So, Elliot and and Gottmik and then Candy are my tops. And maybe Lollary. No, I only like Lala's nighttime look. I didn't like her daytime look. But yeah, Elliot's definitely my top. 
So then after that, we actually don't have a winner for that. We just go right into the maxi challenge. Um, and they have to write lyrics to RuPaul's Contragulations. And apparently Olivia has... Or was it Olivia or Simone? So one of them has music experience and um, writes music. But she didn't explain if that was she writes lyrics or if she writes the scoring and she writes the instrumental part. So... I mean, I think she might have added that in for TV's sake, but they she didn't go into detail as to whether it was she writes music as in the instrumental or if she is accustomed to writing lyrics. But after that, a lot of the girls throughout the episode are still confused as to why Elliot is here. And they're constantly like calling her the mole. Like, they think she's a mole because she came, she kind of came for candy in the beginning when they were getting ready for the first challenge. And Elliot was like, so Candy, are you worried about going home first or anything? Because your sister Dahlia went home first and Aja didn't do too well on her first season and everything. So she and and Candy was like feeling kind of came for so she was also she Elliot and Candy kind of have a back and forth banter throughout the episode until um when they're getting ready and the girls kind of ask Elliot girl what's going on so what is it what's happening and Elliot explains so lip sync she was beat out and then the girls had to vote for a girl to leave And then there was a tie, and the girls voted for her to leave again. So all the girls are like, oh, the other girls literally, like, didn't want you around either. And voted you out. So then the girls kind of, like, felt for her and kind of, like, weaned off a little bit. Because now they understand Elliot was, like eliminated by everybody else just on first impressions and then she ended up turning out these looks on the runway so she fucking deserves to be here so the other girls fucking got it wrong and so during the rehearsal they have to choreograph um their number and nobody's a dancer except for elliot but Elliot's already in hot water at this point, and he doesn't want to step up and s- take charge because all the girls are kind of already on edge about it. So he doesn't say anything, and all the girls are just like, um, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? So uh, Tina Burner steps up and recommends a few things. Uh, I believe Candy said a few options. Uh, Lala Ree did some recommending. And then Elliot finally pipes up being like, um, so we should do this. And also, Elliot, I feel for Elliot because when you're on a time crunch, you got to keep it moving. If you're on a time crunch, you cannot be focusing on minute details. You can, when you can clean those up later, clean that up later, just get the foundation down. Because if you're already starting to decorate the inside and you got the rest of the building to work on, no. No, get the foundation done first and then worry about the details. So I felt for Elliot the whole time. 
and so yeah after that or during so during that um Gottmik in his lyrics um she added that she was born a girl at birth and she actually didn't have this conversation with the other girls so that kind of sent for a loop and kind of distract like distracted her and the girls were like Gottmik are you okay because Gottmik was like super distracted the entire time so after that the girls are getting ready and Olivia and Gottmik have a like short discussion and Gottmik kind of explains to Olivia that I haven't had this conversation with y'all and it just sort of took me for a loop and distracted me so I don't want you guys to think about like I don't want y'all to think that I didn't care or that I was in my own world I was just super distracted because apparently Gottmik unfortunately still has some internal dysphoria and whatnot which always fucking sucks um so I feel for Gottmik and it like he she just didn't have the um like time or it wasn't the time and place to explain all of that on the runway when you're in the middle of a rehearsal so it was kind of like a lot going on and just kind of overwhelming so I feel her and then later on in after the challenge and whatnot Gottmik brings it up again being like, so yeah, this is the situation with my gender, and yeah, that's that. And so the girls specifically ask, so what is it that you prefer to be pr- pronounced when you're in drag and out of drag? And she explains the same thing, like there is no difference between her and the other girls, like when you're talking about your sisters and whatnot, you're saying she, you're saying her, queen, sister, girl, hey. So if you were to go out of your way to say he, then that is kind of like separating. So it is best to just obviously keep the same pronouns that you would for all the other girls. And so in drag, just she, her, whatever. Because it's the exact same experience. So... She's one of the girls. Um, so yeah, back to the, um, oh yeah. So the girls also are like, before they get ready for the challenge, the maxi, they all ask, so who would you all consider your biggest competition? Because Elliot explains the voting situation and so they're all like okay well if you guys had to do the voting situation what would your um situ- what would your voting strategy be and all of the girls that were there agreed that they would vote for the bigger competition so when they went through the two girls who had the most like votes to be voted out as in they're seen as the biggest competition were Gottmik and Tina 
So I agree. I think Gottmik is massive competition. She is a vision. Stunning, stunning, stunning makeup skills. Gottmik is a makeup artist to the stars. So that is definitely something to be looking at. And her outfits are art. And she won her lip sync. So she has the stage presence. And then the other girls voted Tina as a threat. Because it's always the comedy theatrical over the top girls that you gotta look out for um because tina has the stage presence and she's been doing drag for how long and all the girls kind of know tina so they know where she comes from and they see tina as a threat so gottmik and tina ended up being the two to be labeled as threats. So that puts a target on both of their backs if ever it comes down to a vote. <laughs> oh boy. And anyways, so now we move on to the maxi challenge, the lip sync of Ru- the the remake of RuPaul's song Congratulations. Hello, hello, hello. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to my first Patreon patron, Robin Fisher. Thank you so much for signing up. It means the world, especially from the amount of times that I like come into your work and like look for you specifically just to like gab. It means so much. So thank you. Thank you so much. And if you guys want to join the exclusive Patreon family, you can find me at patreon.com slash Ravenesclaw. That is patreon.com slash Ravenesclaw. So let's get back to the podcast. Alrighty, so on to the main stage for the maxi challenge, lip syncing to congratulations. So, Congratulations is coming from the Work the World 2021 tour. So the girls come out with these massive silver balloons. And first off, color-wise, the first thing that stands out is uh, Tina in, like, the only bright red um, bodysuit. I think it's made of latex again. We shall see when we get her close up. Or no, maybe it's spandex. Maybe a metallic spandex. But it looks like a, she looks like a superhero. She looks fly in her classic color scheme. So the first one we have coming up is Gottmik in this gorgeous sheer lingerie realness. Hips, like hips stretching from like New York City to California. It is gorgeous. She's a gorgeous shape. And then after her, we have Candy Muse, the body beautiful in this like pleather uh, body, well, not like bodysuit, but like a unitard kind of thing with leather gloves, a kind of cop ish police hat, um, this faded blue kind of robin's egg hair. The shape of the hair is very Cher from Burlesque and leopard gloves with these like garter belts holding up her stockings she looks cute she looks adorable and then all of a sudden 
she starts forgetting the choreo and you can tell she totally just blinks and she looks to the other girls like uh what are we doing <laughs> and it's just oh candy 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 you forgot the you forgot the moves girl you forgot the moves you blanked and we saw it and it's a, again michelle mentions it if you're gonna if you forget just act the damn fool and go with it because if you forget we don't want to see it on your face we just want to see you having fun because when you have fun we have fun but she completely blanks and kind of stops doing the choreo for a second like looks around like oh fuck what are we doing and then she gets back into the groove and then she's back in and then after this little tiny dance break and she's still looking to the she's still looking to the girls and then after her we have lala ree in this mermaid color bodysuit with these gorgeous gorgeous bishop bell sleeves they are stunning i'm always a sucker for big oversized sleeves that kind of go up and connect into a collar with these knee-high boots. She looks cute. She looks stunning. I like the sequin bodysuit. Um, her shape is right. Her shape, Lollary's shape is definitely adorable in this. And the hair is laid. The hair is nice. And then after her, we have Olivia in this stunning fringe blue and gold bodysuit with these strappy heels and big high whore drag blonde hair and she's just living everything she's giving us face she's giving us body she's giving us showgirl and olivia's killing it and she's doing good love it and then we get another dance break in I'm just like watching the video as we go. So the girls feeling it. But Elliot behind the other girls is like serving face and attitude, even though she's in the background the whole time. Next up for solos, we have Simone and I'm perplexed again. I mean, perplexed and confused into the outfit choice. It's just a blue bra with a blue ruffle skirt. And I think that's a clear heel. Uh, yeah, it, it looks clear or maybe it's just, no, it looks clear. Yeah, it's like PVC clear, but she's got these massive banji hoop earrings that are like, um, four or five inches in diameter. I want them. They are stunning. And then after Simone, we have Tina Burner with a high red ponytail again without a bang this time. And yeah, her bodysuit, she looks like a Phoenix superhero. Now, on her shoulders, there's these gold, it's a like a gold feather, um, like not a shrug or a shawl kind of collarish thing um but it looks like 
a piece from a designer who I follow on Instagram called Redagio. R-E-D-A-G-G-I-O. He does a shit ton of feather work. He's like the master at being able to create sculptures and whatnot with feathers. And it almost looks like something that he would have created. Definitely look him up on Instagram. So again, it's Redagio. R-E-D-A-G-G-I-O. And every... I, I... am obsessed with everything that this guy makes. I think he also made um Oh yeah, he made the uh outfit for Plastique Tiara in the Meet the Queens runway, I believe, for her season. And then I think he made yeah, he made the entrance outfit for Denali the white um outfit that she walks in with the ostrich feathers and the stone detailing and everything he made her outfit so i have a feeling that tina probably got this little collar piece from him because he's just he's art he is he's a master with being able to design with feathers and stuff but yeah she looks she's (laughs) she's on fire with this outfit (laughs) Um, but yeah, she has these, you know, classic platform red pleaser pumps, or maybe they're bordello. Um, but then after Tina, we have Elliot in this stunning pointed shoulder, full body leopard velour velvet-esque fur leopard print bodysuit. It is just... I want one. And she's just serving everything. She's killing it with her, like, performance. Again, she does a split and kicks. And I think she does... I think she was the only queen to do a stunt in her solo. I wasn't really paying attention. But... Yeah, no, I think she was the only one to do, uh, to pull a split in hers. But I'm always one to be like, don't rely on stunts and whatnot. Strategically place them if you can, but don't rely on them. And she only did the high kick into a split. So she didn't, she doesn't rely on stunts, but I also think she did it to stand out from the other girls. But she is also serving performance the rest of the entire number. I also love this, like, fox fur tail belt attachment. It is just glamour in a dance costume. It is... It is one of my favorite outfits. I love Lala Ree's outfit. I love Elliot's. I love Tina's... I can appreciate Olivia's showgirl fringe outfit. Um, But yeah, so come the end of the number, we now move to the runway, which the the theme is LeMay on the runway. And first up, we have Gottmik in this 
the bodysuit without the cape kind of reminds me of the outfit Sasha Velour wore on her step down when she did the apple and the the snake from the Adam and Eve story. The shape of the bodysuit gives me that, but in this version, it is like Alexander McQueen meets Creature from the Black Lagoon, and it is art. It is like what... See, what Gottmik is wearing is how Scarlet Envy felt <laughs> in her Creature from the Black Lagoon runway. What she felt is how Gottmik looks. But obviously, we saw what Scarlet Envy wore. So after Gottmik, we have Candy Muse in a homage reference to the Fembots from Austin Powers, which I can always appreciate a film reference. I always appreciate a film reference. And she looks good. I think the only thing that I would have added was maybe add like a two-inch silver tube to the nipples. So you can if you're gonna if you're gonna go all the if you're gonna go and do gun bra keep pushing it keep going keep see how far you can go even if it's like small details like a little tiny tube in the bra at the nipple having maybe a few stray wires coming in but then back into the hair so it looks like you're kind you have like you're, you're a robot, you're a fembot. So having a few wires coming in and out of the hair, almost like if it were to look like highlights, but they're wires. And then, like, if she, uh, maybe contacts, maybe um, solid colored contacts to look to make your face look even that more artificial and fake. Um... But yeah, if you're gonna go fembot, go all the way. It's cool to look just like they did in the movie, but then push it even more because it's drag and more is more. <laughs> but she looks great. I love the reference. Uh, hair could have just been a bit bigger. I'm not one for big hair, but I will do big hair if I'm doing a reference and I'm doing a replication. If I'm doing like... A 60s, 70s mod-esque look, then I would either do the classic bob with the flick at the end, or the big beehive sort of shape. Yeah, because in the 60s, the sort of secretary look had the big beehive. So I would have gone that route. But I like it. I always appreciate references to film and um, media and culture and all of that jazz. And then after Gottmik, or after um, Candy, we have Lala Ree, which is, she's wearing these gorgeous, tight, gold legging pants and this massive gold lame jacket with a ruched center 
um, it, I thought it was a bow at first glance, but it's not. It's just ruched, pleated gold lame fabric on the center, sort of where uh, the clasps or zippers or buttons would be. Um, big sleeves. I love big sleeves. Um, but my the note that I wrote for her was she looked like a Ferrero Rocher chocolate. She is covered in this textured goldness, this gold wrapping around a gorgeous chocolate delicacy. That is how I described Lalaurie in this look. Her hair is right, and I am just getting Ferrero Rocher chocolate realness. I love it. After Lalaurie, we have Olivia in this... I don't know. It's it's cute, but like it's so cute. I like the idea of doing a earlier decade piece. I'm always for hearkening back to earlier decades and whatnot. But she has this massive slit that goes up the leg that shows off just a little bit too much leg and too much sex for the outfit reference. Like, with this specific decade, a woman wouldn't have shown this much leg. And I know I'm nitpicking at, like, the idea of a reference to a decade, but, like, it's drag and all that, and I know that. But I'm just looking at it from the theatrical uh, accuracy standpoint, and that a woman at this decade wouldn't have shown that much leg because that would have been scandalous, and an outfit like this wouldn't have been made with that massive slit in it. I'm not saying it's a bad outfit, but... It's also just not one of my favorites. And then... The, like, flower thing on the one shoulder, because it's a single shoulder piece on her right side. Um, I don't know what the flower is. It's kind of just, like, petals with leaves it it doesn't actually look like a specific flower but it's <laughs> I, I didn't enjoy the outfit as much as all the others yeah out of all of the others Olivia's I enjoy the least because after her we have Simone and this like the concept is a boxer and she's wearing a full-on, like, boxer, boxing shorts, uh, sports bra, and this massive coat. And she, her hair is laid for the gods. She has these French braids that go back and then come down to her cooter. I... Ugh, I forgot what this hairstyle is called, but it's basically a fr two French braids that go down and to two pigtails that are so long they go past her cooter. I love the hair, and I love the execution of this concept. This is a clear freaking concept. 
and I'm always a sucker for concepts and execution and accuracy. I love it. And she's got the gloves and she has the like bruise or the cut on her face. And she's just living her best fantasy on the runway. I love it. I love, I love, I love. And then after Simone, we have Tina Burner in another concept. What a concept. <laughs> what a concept to have a concept in a runway. <laughs> so Tina Burner goes full Tin Man with an axe clutch. And almost like a rock and roll Tin Man. Tina, bring me the axe. Ruben makes that reference and I love it. And then she has like a little sequiny diamond crusted heart, which again, attention to detail. I love it. I love it. She has a concept and she pushed it and she has a, a stoned heart on her bodice. Ugh! I love it. That perfect execution. And then after Tina, the last, we have Elliot in this figure skating costume meets 80s prom ish with like the big sleeve and the poofy skirt the skirt is open in the front and we see what is this is that just a panty oh no it's just it's still the skirt but yeah it's a single shoulder one sleeve it's an oversized sleeve and the color is very, like, it's greeny, blue, mermaid-esque. Um, I think there was the thought of a concept, but I think it was just mixed with a few other ideas that just made it into, like, a kind of, this is now just an outfit. And it doesn't really reference or hearken to anything other than I see it as like a figure skating outfit and the big sleeve and the big skirt is just making reminds me of like an 80s prom but it isn't so much 80s prom because it's one shoulder and the one boob is out but then it looks like a figure skating outfit more than anything which I think meh well yeah it's just again there's there's I think she had a thought and she had a concept or she had several and they all just blended so much together that it's now just the outfit as is by itself and so that was the last outfit of the runway and the judges after they going after they went through and critiqued everything they and michelle obviously brings up like candy muse forgetting the choreo and all that and elliot giving energy and face even in the even in the background and the one judge even mentioned like i was watching you and i was wondering what is what's she, what's she gonna do what's she planning and then she comes out and she does what she was planning so that was awesome and then they put olivia and simone in the top two now this is where the format is starting to change a lot 
severely. And it could be just because of COVID and requirements and whatnot. And just having like two groups of two groups of six or like one group of seven and one group of six. And now they're doing a top two instead of the bottom two. And now the top two are lip syncing for, I guess they're not for their legacy, but like for a cash tip of $5,000, which is the all-stars format where they lip sync the top two lip sync instead of the bottom two. But we have, and now this is where I start to be like, but we have all-stars for this format. Now we have two shows from the States that are the same format. And I want to see someone go home. That's all I want. I just want someone to, I just want to see someone go home. But in the previews, we actually see the other group of girls also coming and competing and doing their thing now. So maybe we are going to get an elimination, but I guess the top six, nobody's getting eliminated and the bottom or the top seven aren't getting eliminated and the bottom six, someone gets eliminated, which uh, I don't know how I feel. Again, we have all stars for the format of the lip sync for your legacy winning thing. But anyways, so during the lip sync, I didn't write down what the song was. Damn it. But so Olivia and Simone are the top two. They loved Simone. They love Simone's LeMay outfit and they loved her in the lip sync. And they re- they said absolutely nothing about her outfit, which I would have pointed that out. And they loved Olivia in the lip sync, which I agree. I did love Olivia's energy i loved olivia's outfit and everything and so olivia and simone lip sync for the win and as they're lip syncing i'm watching and i think in the first minute or two olivia just loses all of her jewelry like i think she had something she had her earrings completely fling off and then um I thought I saw a ring go flying and I was like, oh no, girl. Oh no, no, your jewelry's falling off. What are you doing? And then in the end, Simone ends up winning. So Simone wins the first episode and wins a cash tip of $5,000. So good for Simone, obviously. Like, the judges see something and are rewarding it, obviously. So, good for Simone. Simone, I think, was in the episode I uploaded where I talk about the Meet the Queens. I think Simone was one of the girls I am going to be watching and whatnot. I think. I think Simone was one of my maybes. Um, But... So in the preview for the next episode, we go to the other group of six, and I think they do a runway, and they have a lip sync challenge. I think it's the exact same setup for the other girls, except it'll just be them six, but I have no idea what they're going to do when it comes to the final runway and the decision, and if somebody from there is going to be going home, or if they're going to be, if they're going to have a 
two tops who lip sync for their legacy or for the win? I have no idea yet. We will have to wait until that episode comes up. But I'm excited just from this episode. This episode, again, like... Elliot's my favorite. She might I might not have enjoyed her run her LeMay runway as much as everybody else. Um, but like her performance was killer. I loved her nighttime and daytime looks. Elliot's definitely someone who I see myself in, like with reference to other fat like eras or decades of fashion and with her entertaining ability i really much look up to elliot and whatnot um i'm also gonna keep my eye on gotmik she got she got some talent that i think the other girls see and are maybe threatened by um candy i did love candy i did we'll see i liked candy's daytime look i just don't think it translated as ladylike daytime look and then her nighttime was just straight devil. But I did like her runway. I liked her LeMay runway. And she's good TV. Candy is good TV. So I think they might keep her a bit for entertainment purposes. But, I mean, the drama between her and Elliot Arnie isn't a thing anymore. So I don't know what's going to happen there. But, yeah. It was a... It was a interesting second episode. First episode was weird and confusing. Second episode, just as confusing. I don't know what this new format is going to provide or give or... Like, I don't know. It's just... The, the All-Stars format for the top seven... I don't feel because I have all-stars for that. So if I want to see Queen's lip-syncing for Cash and for the Legacy, I'll watch all-stars. I want to see this season. I want to watch this season and see girls getting the boot. I want to see I want to see them start cutting down, which they probably are going to do with the first group, which I don't know how I feel about that. But we shall see come episode three on the oh shoot episode three will be on what's the day the 15th that's it so i'm gonna watch that that'll be fun and this is just it's i'm just so confused by this season so far fucking covid just ruining everything here we had something nice covid why'd you have to go and do this but they're giving out the vaccine now so let's hope that the general public will be able to get the vaccine by like the summer if not sooner but yeah so i hope y'all enjoyed stick around more episodes to come and have a good day evening afternoon whatever time it is it's five o'clock somewhere so have yourself another glass of riesling you deserve it okay bye